Good morning, Sales Academy uh, followers, tweeters, YouTubers, podcasters, listeners, Facebookers, everything in between is you know who you are as welcome to uh, today's musing. Um, uh, this is an interesting one, I hope. Uh, I certainly hope, as I always do. Uh, these musings are about parting knowledge, information, but also it's about sharing things that come up in conversation, sharing ideas and research and, and and information and stuff that to just trigger thought right our, our, my whole purpose and sales academy's whole purpose is to get people thinking and acting differently so today the subject for this museum is called peekaboo peekaboo remember that game we used to play with our children when they were really young our faces peekaboo and they'd laugh and they'd love it and all that sort of stuff and the psychology behind it um swiss psychologist piaget Jean Piaget talked about it's the cognitive development of children. So um, up to the age of four months and then from four to seven, it starts to shift, right? So basically the reason peekaboo works for a period of time and then it doesn't is because uh, what Piaget talks about in his theory of object um, permanence, object permanence. So it's just, Break that down very simply. A child sees you there, an infant sees you there, and when you do that, they can no longer see you. So for a period of their development, if they cannot see something, they don't believe it is there, it's no longer there, it's gone, it's disappeared. So then when you take your hands away again, they can see you, you've now reappeared. So that object permanence is what he talks about. And then from the four months to seven months point of view, it evolves that actually we start to realize that the, those things are permanently there we just can't see them anymore so if you think back to either parents with your young children or even i don't know can you remember this far back as a child um you get playing these games where you know those little shapes where you put like the triangle into the into the little uh tub and it's got a triangular shape and try getting the square one in and all that sort of stuff but you've got the triangle in your hand and you've got the the, the, the tub there and once you push it through it's disappeared and you do that with all the shapes and they all go. But part of you knows you're going to get them back. But that's a learned process. Because at first, when you let them go and they've disappeared, if you think about object permanence in your younger uh, stages of development, once that's gone and it's in the box, it's gone. You won't, you can't see it anymore. Therefore, it doesn't exist. Now, excuse me. Uh, now, one of the things we talk about is in adulthood, we talk about mental well-being, we talk about mental health and stuff, we talk about mental hygiene and stuff, we talk about the things we do on a regular basis that support us and, and our habits and our disciplines and stuff. And effectively, we're looking at what, what are we choose in our behaviors, right? And and I, I talk about this a lot in terms of choice and avoidance. So and I believe this for a very long time, that every destructive behavior is based on avoidance, right? What are we avoiding? What are we avoiding about ourselves that we don't like? What are we avoiding about our past version of ourselves? You know, whatever that might be. What are we avoiding currently in our lives? Who is who's the person we're avoiding? What's the situation we're avoiding? What's the feeling that we're avoiding when we look in the mirror? Right. What, all of those avoidance and the choices we make around that avoidance means that we choose alternatives. Sometimes quick wins, dopamine hits, whatever it might be, but we choose these other things, thinking they're going to give us that joy. And it never solves or gets rid of this. It just kind of masks it. 
and we feel better for a little while, but then we feel worse because we go back. Because when we get that spike of happiness, we get a big drop of uh, kind of the opposite, right? So this got me thinking, and it's get, these things always get me thinking. Um, and anyone that knows me really, will really truly know this. And contrary to some beliefs, right? I don't go at this wanting to be right. I don't go at life thinking I'm always right. <clears throat> and I don't go at life thinking I know everything, right? In fact, that would be a boring state. I, it's about continual development and continual support and to continual growth. And that is continual effort. That's work. <coughs> so why is this kind of musing relevant and where is it going? Well, it got me thinking, if Piaget is talking about this object permanence when we were children and then well, like, like babies, infants, and then we grow through that and therefore we start to realize that things are permanently there, we just can no longer see them. Well, that started me thinking about this adult depression and this adult kind of mental health and well-being that we're talking about all the time. But it's like, because that led me to think about the changes in moods and the changes in our state. So, and I saw something and and, and then I read something and, it, and you know, these keys unlock another key that unlocks another key. And so I started to research this stuff because I don't, like I said, I don't just come out and go, ooh. So I started research on the internet and I started to use, you know, um, some faster ai tools to kind of pull resource in as well and stuff but i was but i've been googling and i've been youtubing and i've been trying to search for a link between adult depression and piaget's object performance uh, object permanence but i can't see any i can't find any now i'm happy to be corrected if you find any yourselves right let me know if you do but i couldn't find any and that i suppose in one sense troubled me but maybe it should excite me right because the kind of scenario that I heard that really landed with me was, imagine where you go to the airport and you go to take a flight, right? And let's just say, being in Britain, we get a lot of days where the weather is not, in what a lot of people call it, not good weather. It's grey, it's overcast and all that sort of stuff. And this is phenomenal because it's like September now, kids have gone back to school. We've had it raining in the UK, and it's 2023, we've had it raining in the UK in July, since like the 10th of July. Hasn't stopped raining pretty much the whole of August, the whole of the summer holidays. Kids go back to school first week of September and we get this ridiculous heat rave, right? And that's what people are calling it. Oh, we've got this ridiculous heat. I can't sleep. And all this sort of... These are the same people that pay four grand to go away to a hot place and they love that. But when you get a little bit of heat at home, they hate it, right? It's just in the insanity is just genius. So <laughs> where am I going with this? It, because... If you're going to get on a flight and it's grey and it's cloudy and it's a miserable day and it's weather and it's rain and all that sort of stuff, you look out the door and you look at like today, it's a very murky grey day. It's like there's some white clouds out there, but there's a real greyness to the clouds, right? And there's a there's a threat of rain, but check the weather apps, say it's not going to rain today, it's going to rain tomorrow where we are. Who knows? I kind of look outside and trust those trust that more than the weather app, to be honest. But if I got in a flight now from Bristol Airport and I took off, you get to 20,000 feet, you get to 30,000 feet, you get above the clouds. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the sun is still there. We can't see it because of this murky white gray cloud that's over us, right? But the sun is always there. It's always there. Now, how is that any difference to peekaboo? Do you see what I mean? So it's like when you wake up in the morning and your mood isn't necessarily that. I wake up every day like Tigger. I feel sorry for Bex and anyone that spent time with me because I do wake up and I'm ready to go. 
Uh, I'm not a sluggish. I'm not a kind of, you know, there are times I do lay enjoy a lie in, but the majority of the time I, I wake up and I'm, I'm good to go. So this morning I woke up early. I'm good to go. I got up and I did some things. House is quiet. It's a lovely part of the time of the day to be up and, uh, and alive. And I'm grateful for my eyelids opening. I'm grateful for the air in my lungs. I'm grateful for having another day at life, right? And this is how I feel. And at times I find it difficult to understand why others don't celebrate and have that gratitude for that simple, but the most important thing, which is another day, another go at it and life, right? But I can understand that, you know, you look outside and it's a bit gray and it's a bit, and you've had a a busy weekend or a long weekend, you know, we had a four hour drive up to Bradford and a four hour drive back and stuff. And that can take it out of you because the driving on in the UK these days is not as fun as it used to be, you know, population, speed cameras, roadworks, oh God. So by the time you get home, you can be a little bit mentally and physically drained and, you know, I'm 48 now, so I'm not as 20, not as fit and active. And you can get into all of this kind of thinking if you choose to, right? But if you go outside and have a look today and the weather is pants or the clouds are covering the sun and you can't see it, it doesn't mean it's not there. So, If you wake up and you're in that feeling of a dark gray mood and you just can't feel happiness, it doesn't mean that happiness isn't there. You just can't see it today. You just can't feel it today. But it's an undeniable fact that happiness is there. And if you choose to find it more often than not, you will, right? And this isn't just positive mental attitude bullshit. The sun is there. You can't argue that. So how can you argue this, right? Nothing is permanent. All we have is what's right in front of us now. What we have, who we are right now, in this moment, at any given time. And take all of you out of it, sun's still there. We just got to get above the clouds to see it some days because we go outside and it's covered. Our state, work, parenting, relationships, customers, marketing, social media, finances, all this sort of stuff, right? That happens to us because of us, around us. It's all part of the richness of life. But you can see that as this really gray, gray, dark cloud that's holding you back or holding you down. Or you can find a way to cut through it and You know, everything I read, everything I see points to the only way through that is gratitude. The only way through that is to to get focused on that gratitude. I remember, um, you know, when they they talk about if if you're feeling like you're not having a good day, right? Put your hand on your chest, feel that heart. That's life right there, right? And then you go, okay, well, let's take that a little bit further. Feeling like you don't want to live anymore. Feeling like you don't want to go through another battle, another day anymore. Like, hold your breath for three minutes. Go underwater for three minutes, about a minute and a half. If you can last that long, you'll start fighting for survival. You'll start fighting for that breath because you need oxygen. And at that point, your reason to stay alive is far greater than your reason not to. That's a choice. In the moment, in the now. So I think 
I think there's a lot of power and a lot of opportunity in reflecting on peekaboo in our adult life. Thinking about the theory of object permanence, just because we can't see it, just because we can't feel it, just because we can't touch it right now, it doesn't mean it's not there. And if you take that kind of breathing in the water example, if you close your eyes and start to think about things that you're grateful for, we've got guys doing the 90 days of gratitude, right? As part of the sales Academy family. And I started that at the start of the quarter. I challenged them. It was a choice. You can join in or not, but I challenge you to be grateful for the next 90 days and see how that affects you. And it's not always big and grand. In fact, the bigger and the grander, the more fake it is. You know, I'm happy for my teeth. I'm grateful for my teeth. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my lungs, right? I'm grateful for the, my bed, you know, I'm grateful for my dog. She's gorgeous. I'm grateful for our kids. I'm grateful for the time we get to spend. I'm grateful for the food in the fridge. You know, there's so many things I can be grateful for, but that pattern, that flow of gratitude, being grateful for these things. Imagine as you're going through that flow, if you can, and I challenge you to practice this, as you're going through it, stop yourself partway through being grateful for something and see whether the need for being grateful is greater than your need to stop it. That's the point. That's the breakthrough. That's the, the energy that comes through. You'll find the sun because it's still fucking there. I think that's about emotional exercising. I think that's about that, you know, this whole resilience, this, this self-esteem, this confidence, this, where does that come from? That comes from emotional exercise, not physical exercise. Recognizing that you've woken up and that mood is not the mood you want to be in. Or maybe that mood's not going to serve you. Or maybe the weather doesn't have to affect you. Or maybe the fact that you've got this or that to do today. To, to pull it right back to its simplistic form. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Happiness, joy, everything that you aspire for as a human being, which I can't understand any of us getting up every day and wanting to live a very unhappy life all of our life. Why would we want to do that? So choosing happiness and choosing that direction and choosing that gratitude, choosing to believe that it is still there. Well, I've just given you a scientific fact and it is science because science is brilliant, right? But <laughs> a universal fact then, a, a, nature, a natural fact is that the sun is still there even when we can't see it and yes i've repeated this multiple times because i want it to go in to become aware of it recognize how you're feeling and then make a choice how long do you want to stay like that how are you as a person when you're like that how does it serve you and other people around you so what can you do Tiny little things. All right? Sun's still shining. Get above the clouds. And you'll see it. It's there. Or stay below the grey. Choice is yours. Anyway, come and debate. I'd love to. Love to hear about it. Speak to you soon. Take care.